Hey y'all, we're the Geek Freaks. I am Frank and I'm joined by Jonathan. Well, hello. Jonathan, how are you doing, man? I am fantastic. Excited to be back on the podcast. It's been a little while since I've joined. A little bit. A little little, bit. Just a few weeks. So yeah, excited to be back. How are you doing? I am doing good. Uh, we have LA Comic Con and Brazil Brazil's uh, Comic Con this mm-hmm. weekend, so it has been crazy. I'm going to give you guys a heads up. We're going to go over a little bit of spattering of small biz, bit of news, but then we got trailer after trailer, and what I'm going to do is put them all in the description so you guys yeah. can make sure you watch them. Uh, we all have, we have an article for each one of these because uh, your boy busted his ass this weekend, so you guys can literally read the article about them too, but man, these trailers are dope. These are really good ones. Also, if you follow the Geek Freaks podcast, that's where I see most good new trailers. Uh, they they pretty on much TikTok. all get listed on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Geek Freaks podcast <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> TikTok took down one of my trailers. They got pissed off and muted it. Oh, so I was like, hell? oh, okay. I'll stop advertising for this company. You know, right. I, hate, I hate that system so Making much. You guys money. I know. I forget which one it was. Oh, Fallout. They made, me, they made me take that one down. Whatever. Okay. Let's go ahead and get into our question box, guys. If you guys want to get yourself a Geek Box, it's called t- Table Topic. Link in the description. Here we go, Jonathan. Which class do you favor in Dungeons and Dragons? Hmm. I think I've only played one class, right? You've only played one. You played Druid, but let's say this now. You've mm-hmm. played for a little bit now. You kind of get the understanding of the game. Are you tempted by like your next character? What do you think that'll be? Uh, I like the the Druid with just the a druid? old shape shifting thing. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe I would do like a rogue. I like to be able to kind of be sneaky and nefarious, yeah. and other people don't really know what's what's you know what you have planned so yeah maybe maybe i'd try rogue but that's about it in january i think what we'll do is we'll sit down and go over all the new D stuff because there's a bunch of new D stuff that just came out like mm-hmm. so many new sub like over 40 new subclasses and things like that and like but, but i kind of want you guys to get like a one or two more non-starter zone sessions in <laughs> yeah. before we start really diving into like this is what they just unlocked because they unlocked yeah. a bunch of new stuff uh this week so D is lighting up but yeah i think for you, it's funny. You're a druid. You like your druid, but you really lean into your race more more mm-hmm. than I've seen other people do. You're yeah. a water genasi, and you've essentially manipulated that into a waterbender. Yeah. <laughs> it works out really well. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, myself, I'm a cleric. I've always been a cleric. Uh, clerics are great because you could be either the best healer in the game or this like uber god DPS damage guy just by saying, God, help me. This monster's in front of me. And also your god comes out to punch us something for you. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's really nice. I want to make sure to throw out two more things. First off, we have another episode of the Geek Freeze coming out this week. All about the LA Comic Con. Thomas is down there right now getting a lot of great interviews. Scheduling a lot of great interviews. Oh man, January's going to be crazy. And then we also have that year-end questionnaire. It's the links in the description. We really could use your feedback. Helps shape the future of Geek Freaks. Let's us know what you guys want to see and what you want to hear. A uh, really good example is right now, based off of what we have gotten in back, you guys' favorite topic is Marvel, and you really like when we share the news. And your favorite video length, I was surprised by this one, 10 to 20 minutes. Okay, okay, something to think about. Maybe we'll start making longer and shorter videos and stuff like that to adjust for that. That's what we need to know. Last bit of news before we get into the real cool news is Who's Got Next Game podcast, part of our network, just released their second season starting now. Uh, if you guys want to hear more about video games, that is the place to go. Again, it's led by Tyler. A former esports coach. You've heard him on here plenty of times. It's a wonderful podcast. My favorite thing, Jalen, they bought new mics. Oh, good. It's, oh, so nice. <laughs> I think we need to, now let's convince the Disney moms to do that. Right? Oh, <laughs> not recording on those gaming mics anymore. Yeah. Not oh, your, so your wonderful. old Xbox headset. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Disney moms, by the way, we've been talking about that. They're going to be coming up soon. They have had a, a little bit of a change of schedule, but that's also in the works too. All right, John, let's get into the fun news. We're going to start with Beetlejuice 2, which, by the way, have you been keeping up on the Beetlejuice 2 news? Uh, not Nothing more than what I'm seeing on uh, TikTok from the Geek Freaks, but there's, yeah. I guess, been some. So we got Michael Keaton back. Catherine O'Hare mm-hmm. is coming back. We've got all, Winona Ryder. So it's mm-hmm. all the original OG cast. Um, they just added Willem Dafoe. Something about Willem Dafoe says, like, yeah, that, that dude's in the Beetlejuice world. It's those, the sunken <laughs> cheeks. He kind of has, like, you can yeah. see... You know, he has got that skeleton vibe to him, and he's such an awesome actor, one of my favorites. So I love that he's going to be joining the cast on this. 
What's great is he's going to be playing an action star who died. So he's yeah. like a Bruce Willis type who died and then is now a police officer in the afterlife. So I, and he specifically said that that's going to influence how he acts in the afterlife. So he's mm-hmm. like a cheesy overdoing it all the time. Yeah, police arrogant. officer in the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Oh man. It's like a terrible men in black. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, RIPD. That was a good movie. I'm so, that was pretty knows good. About that. I yeah. like that movie. It's underrated. It must have been the timing it came out or something like that. But yeah, it didn't get the appreciation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty hip. Who was it? had Ryan Ryan Reynolds, first off, mm-hmm. like damn. And the other one was uh God, what's his name? Oh god, True a, Grit and whatnot. The such dude. Such a great actor. Yeah. And everybody's yelling at their oh, iPods. Yeah. Just <laughs> they just deleted us completely. Yeah. All right, oh, I'm moving on God. while you sit there and think about it, John. Yeah. His brother's name is Bo. Keep going. Let me All right, here we go. Google it. <laughs> Google it while I'm doing this. Timothy Oliphant joins the cast of FX's Alien series by Noah Harley. Holly. Uh, so Noah Hawley is the one that made Fargo season four. One of the best seasons of Fargo. And mm-hmm. now this is going to be a prequel series to Alien. I'm super excited about that, but I'm more excited to hear about this guy's name. Jeff Bridges? Jeff Bridges. My <laughs> God. How did I not... <laughs> Dude, as soon as I pointed at you, it came in my head. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, he's such an amazing actor. Yeah. Anyways, Dude. he's not in the the movie we're talking about, but a very awesome actor. I that's true. He's not anything about this, but yeah, he's really awesome. <laughs> uh, do you yeah, do you Timothy, watch a lot of the aliens? Like to me, I'm like I haven't seen any of the aliens. I've seen all none? the trailers and this whole like uh you know the lady was impregnated with one or whatever and it pops oh out of their God, stomach Charlie. or whatever. I don't know nothing. I've seen the Halloween sets from it is about it. But huh. Timothy Oliphant's amazing. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people. He's going to play a synth too. So he's going to be like an android that's mentoring the lead, the main character in this. Yeah. I think this, I'm just too far gone to be able to catch up on something like this. I don't know. I, honestly, John, I'm going to be honest with you. All you have to do is watch Alien, which isn't our first one, and Aliens, which is a sequel. Mm-hmm. Everything else is cannon fodder. But you okay. got to watch those first two. Yeah. And um, they got Sigourney Weaver. Oh, and she's the one that kicks butt in those movies. You yeah. have to at least watch those. Because that's where all the references are from. Like Sigourney Weaver, like when you see Bob's Burgers and you see Tina getting the big robot suit. It's from that. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you got you to watch that. And the fact that it's going to be a series, they're making so much good content in these small series nowadays. It's like, bro, they took what would be in a movie in, or in like a trilogy and they spread it out in, you know, a hopefully more than eight episode series. Yeah. <laughs> I hate when they're just so short, but... It, That's what, just, yeah, probably gonna be eight too. <laughs> yeah, it's just so good to see though. Like, I I hope they keep doing this, but come on, dude, let's do twelve episodes. Let's make it a standard. This it's is gonna be the year of FX, man, because they got this coming out. They have this show called Shogun coming out mm-hmm. in like February, which is this whole feudal Japan war going on. Uh, it it reminds me of the show Marco Polo. It's like got mm-hmm. that budget, which yeah. you guys nobody watched that except for me. I think it was so good, <laughs> so irritating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so FX is going to be going off and then they're, they currently have Fargo season five airing right now, which is also, you know, it's amazing. Uh, last bit of small news before we get to the trailers, Tom Holland says he's going to be prioritizing the Spider-Man legacy. He will not pick up a new Spider-Man movie unless it's written well and he knows it's needed. Mm. Now, I think the first initial reaction for me was like, oh man, are they not going to make another Spider-Man? Like that's like dumb MCU brain that was like right away. I just have to have more MCU. But I think this is good. What are your thoughts? I think we need this. We need to see this from more actors. It's like, hey, this character that I've helped build with this team is, you know, uh, means a lot to the fans. I'm not going to let it be butchered. So since I am in a position of power where I could say, hey, you guys can't carry on without me or I'm, I'm going to step away and you have to recast, which is really hard. Since yeah, he's in this really position good. of power, he can leverage and say, hey, you guys need to take the time and make this story really good. Make this what the fans need and want. And I'll be in it. If you guys are going to just try to turn the money machine one more time, I'm not I'm not here for that. Like, I'm not supporting that. This has to be, a, you know, really carry on the character that I help build with you guys. I think that's awesome. I think I hope we see that from more uh, actors after this. You know what, too? It, that's a really good point, Jonathan. And also, it kind of sounds like a thing I'd want the leader of the future of Marvel to be saying. Yeah. Kind of the Robert Downey Jr. voice in the room. Yep. Tom Holland could really step into that role. And I wasn't sure about that at first, right? He definitely, he's supposed to be the kid from the first ones. Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, but who's left? Yeah. And we always talk, we praise Amon Vellani, who's from um, the Marvel. She is Miss Marvel mm-hmm. and stuff like that, because she's really an MCU fan. I think Tom Holland might be the leader of this entire franchise. 
and he he was the kid when all the adults were the heroes and now yeah. there's a whole nother generation coming in so he was the first kid now he's going to be the older kid who's leading all the young ones into the next generation which happens in the comics eventually spider-man does become the payroll for the avengers yeah. and uh it's a really cool part actually uh, <laughs> deadpool's involved it's whole thing um yeah I, I i'm pretty happy with him i'm pretty proud with this actually and there are a lot of really good Spider-Man stories that they haven't told yet. And just the other thing too, is it's all tied to Sony. So when Sony's tied to it, you're kind of like, Oh, well they have that Venom movie. That's probably the only other decent thing they make. That's not that great. And they got all these other things they're announcing. So I don't want them to just be like, Oh, we're going to throw Spider-Man and all this stuff because we own half of them. Sounds mm-hmm. like Tom Holland's like, that's not the case. I'm yeah. the one that's going to say when this happens. Yeah, That's pretty awesome. It's holding a little bit of integrity in your work too. I'm going to give one last shout out to a really cool story. Sony and Marvel were going to split up ways. They weren't going to make any more Spider-Man movies. Then one night, Tom Holland had a little bit too much to drink and called the bosses and got them to keep making Spider-Man movies. Really? So, yeah. Brought them to the table himself. Brought That's them to the cool. table. Yeah, what a G. That's always Man. such a cool little story from him. <laughs> I love it. And him and Zendaya, I just like, I, like all the videos I see on my TikTok feed of him and Zendaya just being like the best couple in the world. Right. That's also cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, John, we have a bunch of trailers. Why don't you start off with what trailer you want to talk about the most? Oh, man. There, there's so many so good many. looking ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Halo. Halo season two is coming out. I, I don't know about you. I loved season one. I thought they did such a good job. I'm, yeah. It makes me nervous because, you know, it was so good. I don't want them to break it, but I can't wait to see season two coming out. It had um, really good bones, right? It, it was like, yeah. you guys got a bunch here. You definitely need to cut off a lot of that, but yeah. there's something really good here. So, but you I, know what I'm not seeing is any of that stuff that everybody want to cut off. So I yeah, think a lot of cut. people didn't like part of the story and I liked it. I thought it was good. I mean, I, you have to have a lot of depth, so there's got to be multiple things going on, and I didn't think there was anything wrong with that part of it, but that's okay. If the fans didn't like it, and they, they chose to follow most of the fans, then that's good, too. Like, you know, listen yeah. to, to what your audience is saying. Uh, but yeah, the the trailer for the new season just looks like more of the same amazing action. I, I like there's a little bit more of that kind of like psychological thriller feel in the second half yeah. of the trailer. I love that, where it's like, you know, he doesn't really have full control over his own brain anymore. And you don't really right. know what other people are doing, you know, behind the scenes. So there's a lot of, you know, questions. And, you know, so much seems kind of straightforward and clear. And this is the military. And this is how, you know, there's a chain of command and how things are done. Very cut and dry. But then there's so much behind the scenes that isn't cut and dry that you don't know about until you start peeling back the layers. And we haven't seen the flood at all. So I don't remember in the games. Is Great that not point. until the second game? No, that's the first game, but they're yeah. they're doing a lot of the book stuff right now. But yeah, the yeah. flood is got to be popping up real quick. Oh man! Once they get into that, it's just going to be a whole different story. It'll be, it'll be insane. But they're they're doing a good job making. Um, oh god, what are the the villains in this? The elites yeah. and the, the covenant. The covenant, yeah, they're doing a good job making them seem so intimidating. You know, yeah. Later in the game, you're just popping them off, you know, no problem. But. Right here, they're making it like, oh, man, these are these insane monsters that we have to worry about with this. They're monsters and they have insane technology we don't understand. So it's, you know, double whammy. But yeah, it looks looks amazing. I can't wait for it. Well, and I think halfway through, we see one elite in particular really kick ass. Mm -hmm. They always kick ass. One was really swinging that sword. And I'm like, oh, that's not just an elite. That's Arbiter. Yeah. We play Uh, as in Halo 2 and is one of my favorite characters voiced by uh, Goliath. From Gargoyles. And um, so I was like, oh, snap. Okay, so they're going to bring an Arbiter a little bit early. Give us that other perspective. Because in season one, I think maybe budget restraints or whatever, the other perspective came from a human character. Mm -hmm. And I think the series hurt from that. I think actually giving us Arbiter or somebody that we could learn about the Covenant from the actual Covenant side, I think would be a smarter move. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's true. And like you're saying, season two, now hopefully they've secured a better budget for the Looks series like and they've established the foundation. They kind of fleshed out some of the, the main characters and stuff like that. So they don't need to do as much world building so they can, you know, they can develop a new character and then kind of move the story forward more than they did in season one. And we're actually going to see a halo. We're actually going to yeah. get on a halo. I know it sounds crazy guys. Yeah. They didn't get on a halo in the first one. They're going to be on one this time. So that'd be yeah. nice. <laughs> in the games, you spend a lot of it just exploring the halo, trying to get to a certain point before you were introduced to the flood. Right. 
yeah, it, it, you realize, I believe it's that in that first game, it's explained that uh, the halos are used to eradicate the flood. Like they were a tool to, oh boy, people who read the books yeah. can be really like, well, excuse me. Oh but, yeah. Or anyone who's played the game more recently than us. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was something like that. Like it's to, you can destroy a whole planet kind of thing, right? No. Have you played Halo Infinite yet? Uh, the newest one? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. You really got to play, man. I know we were yeah, usually you so and me co-op them, uh, yeah. but they didn't have co-op when it first launched. So it was, you know, less enticing. But if you ever want to play it, let me know. It's co-op now. And so it's <laughs> uh, it's got open world. It's open world, but in a way that doesn't really feel like you're missing mm-hmm. out on Halo. I think yeah. people roll right away like, oh, this isn't a real Halo. Have you played it? You know, it definitely feels like it. Would, it's, it's only on uh, Xbox? Xbox and PC. Yeah. Okay. And with yeah. Game Pass, it's free, of course, or oh, yeah. it's part of Game Pass. <laughs> Everything Microsoft is on PC. I don't know why I didn't think about that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah they have a bit of an interest in that. <laughs> yeah. I got to talk uh, about Furiosa. Then that's my next one because I love me some yeah. Mad Max, and yeah. I, right away there's something like the dude in me that's like, oh, did you see those cars, man? <laughs> that car was awesome, man. Oh and man, I, I so don't fast. typically like movies like like the later Fast and the Furious where they just have explosions for no reason and just have yeah. you know unnecessary action but they write it in. it's a little bit campy they make this movie for yeah. that and they do such a good job though you want to see the explosions it is right. they nail it for sure and then we have the villain for this is going to be chris hemsworth which if you didn't know it was chris hemsworth you might not realize it at first yeah did you catch that right off the, the bat or were you were like wait who is that guy yeah well because i uh i think it was on your tiktok that it said i did right an explainer away. for it instead of the normal video yeah that's true yeah Dude, yeah, I wouldn't recognize him right away. He would. It's like, oh, that guy's familiar, but I think it's he's got a fake nose and a lot yeah. of you know uh, prosthetics. But the, I'm so excited to see him playing this role because it's such a different role than we're used to seeing him in. And right. I hate when when a, a great actor gets like typecasted where they end up only playing mm-hmm. the same person. And this looks like this is really flexing his acting skills. So yes. I'm super excited to see how he does with this. The other thing too is. Um you know, Matt Max is an Australian movie franchise and it's beloved mm-hmm. and he's an Australian kid. So he grew up watching the Mel Gibson, Mad Max movies. And yep. so for, this must be a dream for him. Like this yeah. gotta be something he's always wanted to do. And then he's actually part of the franchise. He's a really cool looking character. Uh, mm-hmm. Later on, I've seen some images where he has like a biker gang part and stuff like that. It's just so freaking neat. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. Um, and Furiosa herself played by Anna Taylor Joy, mm-hmm. Queens Gambit and the like. Uh, I think she's going to live up to the original Furiosa from Fury Road 2015. Can't believe it's been since 2015. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, she yeah. looks like she's going to carry her. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> oh, she's man. These years have just been slipping by. That's crazy. I know. Uh, That's what, eight years ago? But you know what's nice about Mad Max? Because they use almost no CGI, mm-hmm. that movie holds up. The old movies hold up so well because yeah. it's just cars and people fighting yeah, it's really twisted metal <laughs> it's like yeah you don't need a whole lot more fire and metal yeah. um yeah 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 that looks and in the the way they do this kind of post-apocalyptic world they do a good job at it to where it it doesn't age bad you know it's not yeah like oh like when you see if uh like the old star treks where they think about the future and their version of the future is very different from our version of the future well as post-apocalyptic world it's you know it doesn't have to be a certain way and it's, they yeah. do such a good job that you're like, yeah, this could totally be what we end up with. And when we see other movies like the book of Eli and stuff like that, it's like, well, that totally fits together with this. This could just be another yeah. part of the planet. And this is another tribe of people that are surviving. It, yeah. it just feels very, unfortunately very plausible. So yeah. This uh, is literally, cool. I believe it's Australia and the ocean above Australia. Cause it goes out into the ocean is dried mm-hmm. out. And yeah. so, yeah, it's literally just all that. So in the U.S., we could be doing the Book of Eli at the same time. I'm cool right. with that. Oh, yeah, man. and maybe like whatever. Twenty eight days later is going on in the U.K. We could just make them all one thing. Right. <laughs> no, fuck. Twenty eight days later, the Reign of Fire is over there. They got dragons. There you Let's go. do oh, that. One. Son of a bitch. What a good movie. Talk about a movie that needs a sequel. I know. I just think of that. Oh, What's the best scene from that movie, gentlemen? Come on. Um, I don't know. I think when uh, Matthew McConaughey rolls in, right? Or that's dope. Because all of a sudden you're really like, yeah, America. But I think it's when they're explaining Star Wars to the kids and they're acting it oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's such a good part. Ah, oh, damn. Man. I'm going to tell Thomas that's one of our challenge acceptance here real soon. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about Thinking it a little bit. The sequel's got to star uh, Tom Hardy. Oh, he seems fit for that world. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh, yeah. He'd be perfect. Yeah. Because Mel Gibson, 
or not Mel Gibson. God, uh, Matthew McConaughey does not survive that movie, but the others do. A lot of others do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan, what's our next one that we're going to talk about? Oh man, oh yeah, sorry, I'm slowing down over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many good shows and movies coming out. Um, the uh, House of Dragons season two. I, yes. I don't know. It just seems like it's been so long. Has it not? Has it been more than a year since that was last out? It may it, be just over a year. I mean, it's actually not terribly long for for what it is. Yeah, it feels like it's been forever. So much so when I watched the the trailer, I forgot where we left off. Like I'm like oh, I recognize all these people, but I don't know where the story was anymore. I need to rewatch the first season all yeah. over again. Which yeah, I'm not hating, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was such a good uh, show the whole first season. So I can't wait to dive into season two and it looks like you know like we were just talking about the other uh like halo the first season they built the characters they built the world you kind of already we already knew the world to some extent they laid a lot of the groundwork and so now they show from the trailer like this is just all-out war this is yeah bloodshed from you know beginning to end uh which is exciting i think it you know it's hopefully going to sell tickets and get people or not tickets but get uh subscriptions up or whatever and get people to watch the show give it a shot if they haven't uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I, I like the political kind of drama that they do in between battles yeah. and stuff like that, but you still want to see the, you want to see dragons fighting in the air and someone jumping off a dragon to stab someone else in the neck and all that exciting stuff. So can't wait. There's something about the game of Thrones series where like, yeah, the conversations are definitely what like sustains you, but you need mm-hmm. that, ad- that adrenaline jump when all of a sudden you see yeah. a dragon fight another dragon, which is how we ended off by the way. Um, Rhaenyra's, I think it's Rainier. Boy, I got to refresh myself on all the names again. Uh, son, remember he was going out to Storm, Storm's End to like, oh, hey, you should join our side. And then, the, you know, he gets eaten by the other dragon. The two dragons are fighting in the middle of the sky, the big dragon, which we see the series. The, um, oh, yeah. God, I got to remember all the names. Oh, no. Uh, Visenya, <laughs> I think it is. It the, the old big dragon flying. I just love how that oh, dragon, yeah. you it's can like tell visually. Fly. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just like, like it's almost tower. like having a hard time. <laughs> collapsing tower yeah it's like yeah. heron hall in the sky there's a reference yeah. for you, you i go. remember a couple of the names still <laughs> um, oh man yeah god that i can't so wait for it though, though. and yeah. and uh you know i think in the first season we kind of got a we got a lot of time jumps that might have been a little bit jarring and yeah. i think in this one we're good i mean there's gonna be time jumps i'm gonna give you guys a heads up at the end of the uh, dance of the dragons it's you know the kids are one fighting it but um we're going to, we're probably going to stop and slow down a little bit to really kind of enjoy the maneuvering of this beginning battle phase. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of the season is going to be that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, all right. Um, my next one is going to be, you know what? We're going to mix it up a lot here. We're going to go from dragons to teddy bears. The <laughs> Ted prequel series. Uh-huh. Did not think this was needed. Ted one, <laughs> Ted two, both fun one-off movies. Legit. This is a good idea. And it's coming from, I think it was Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be, what's his name? God, I can't remember names today, Seth John. McFarlane? Seth MacFarlane? Seth MacFarlane, sure. But the other, uh, Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg. Is, Marky Mark, is his yeah. teenage version of himself. Oh boy, look yes. how old you are. It's his teenage <laughs> version of himself and uh, Ted going to high school together, doing everything you'd expect them to be doing based off the movies. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit raunchier than I expected to see on a streaming service, but they gotta have a little bit of that for the rest of us, you know? Yeah, it looks hilarious. When I saw the trailer, I I, I was, ex- at first I thought it was gonna be uh, just a prequel movie, and then I realized it was a series, and I'm like, again, I'm so happy with this <laughs> season of series that we have going on nowadays. Uh, but it looks so hilarious. It reminds me of um, Superbad, the movie came out back in probably oh, early call. 2000s. Yeah, yeah it, it's like that, except for one of the friends happens to be a stuffed animal. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it, it looks hilarious. And and I didn't, I liked the the first two Ted movies, but I wasn't like, you know, head over heels for him. But this because he was like an adult, and I was like, oh, it's kind of yeah weird. I don't know. It's less funny for an adult to be a stoner and all this stuff, but it's funnier when it's a teenager because like eh, yeah. it's kind of more expected, I guess. I don't know. It's that seventies uh, show vibe. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. kind of bring that back a little bit. And he's like an um, awkward kid, kind of figuring out life at that age, and he's got this you know, super crass friend who happens to be his teddy bears. It's like, yeah. it's a perfect, it's like an extended episode of family guys. What it really feels like. And some good Seth MacFarlane loyalty. You notice mm-hmm. the dads from Orville. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's cool. I loved it so much. I actually heard an interview from one of the cast members of Orville. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very interesting. I was going to send it to you, but I thought, you know what? I'll wait till we're on the podcast. 
she was mentioning how it's hard to make Orville because the show is very expensive mm-hmm. and you know, God bless him. I know he's trying his best with Seth demands that he writes every episode by himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like a team of writers. It's well, there's just a team of writers helping him, but it's Seth MacFarlane that's got to be on everything. And he does five other shows or whatever. And so they only made about five episodes per year for six years. And so in what that means is when you're an actor, you're not getting paid very often. And yeah. I didn't realize that. And so they had to like negotiate for like, Hey, can you give us a little bit of money just to kind of like one of the cast members was really kind of just getting hungry, honestly. Yeah. And so, you know, we just got done with the SAG after strikes. I wonder if there's going to be something there to kind of address that situation. Should yeah. they have come out with more Orville's faster? It's hard because when you see them, they're a masterpiece. That third mm-hmm. season is a masterpiece. But um, yeah, you almost wonder if they should have done them faster or somehow find a way to pay them more. Yeah, or if that's hard because it's like, like you're saying, it takes a while to produce that show. I wonder if there would be a way to uh, make it in their in their contract and their agreement. You know, there's a minimum, there has to be a minimum pay. Has, they have to have a livable wage, whether they're only working, you know, two hours a week or you know, 12 hours a day. But I wonder if they could have other shows that those actors join. It's like, Hey, we're going to have you on this one, but really we have it projected out that you're only going to be working, you know, three hours a day or whatever on average. But we have this other sitcom going on and we could totally use a female lead on that. And for yeah. that one, you could be working, you know, five hours a day or something. They could have voiced the... how many family guy characters while they're oh, waiting yeah. around. Yeah. Voice yeah. acting too. Yeah. 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 Totally. So something in the contract where it's like, we have to make an opening or find an opening to plug you into. So you're getting the hours that you need. Cause otherwise we're, we're holding you on a leash and keeping you, you know, nearby, yeah. but we're not paying you enough for, for a living wage to survive. You know, that's, that's not fair. It was really kind of sad to hear because it really was sort of like, we love the show, but it's mm-hmm. hard for us to do. Cause like we have bills to pay and the yeah. show was produced so slowly I think it shows up in the quality at the end, but you got to remember there's people behind it. So it's hard. Um, yeah. And, and so like they were, they were asking like, do you think you'll come back? It's like, it's really hard for us to come back just because it's hard for us to come back. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we get some more though. Cause that show is truly a wonderful series. It's all on Hulu and Disney plus guys, which by the way, those apps are combining next year sometime early next year. Yeah. Let's, how is that supposed to look? Out. Do you know? I don't know how it's going to look. You and me got to figure that out because one pays yeah. for one and one pays for the other. So we'll figure that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we'll have to see how that goes. I can't go without by Hulu. That's her name. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, but- another another uh, show we have coming out is looks also amazing is uh, Vault 33, which yeah. you played Fallout. I did not. I think I played one of them maybe for an hour or something like that, but pretty much not at all. And so yeah. this is a. I don't, is this a movie or a series? I thought so this was, was a series. series, but it's, but the series is actually going to be called fallout, oh, okay, okay. but she, it's, it's going to be starting from vault 33. Cause every game, I can't believe you haven't played fallout. That blows yeah. my mind. I don't know why I have. I think really. you played three. I, you remember that creepy music? that's like, I just want to set the world on fire. And then it's like panning out of the bus. I remember that in uh, Bioshock. Oh, you know what? You probably played oh. a lot of Bioshock. Same vibes. I played Bioshock 3 one time when you were sick. Should that was Bioshock 2. 2, two yeah. Man, you're drunk. <laughs> yeah, probably. Bioshock 2. <laughs> no, I thought you played Fallout 3, but nevertheless. Yeah, it's yeah. a post-apocalyptic world. One of the best things about this, I know Squeaks is a fan of this as well, is it's like if in the 50s when people when we were like, oh, nuclear power is you know the most, most amazing yet dangerous thing possible, mm-hmm. instead of us trying to like scale back a new nuclear power, we're just like, let's invest in it. And yeah. so... We have like robots and everything like that, but everything's nuclear powered and it's a post post apocalyptic thing because nukes went off and mm-hmm. blew up everything. Vault 33 is the vault that was in LA. So you come out and you're in the middle of LA in this ga- in this show, which is not done in any of the games. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's gonna be a story there. Um, okay, so since you haven't played the games, what are you pulling away from the trailer then? What'd you take well, from it? So it looks a lot like that Bioshock vibe, which I I think I heard that they were making a Bioshock movie or series at one point, but yeah, it's far away though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we haven't seen anything about, it. but uh, it just looks so cool. I love the post-apocalyptic world, but I also love that like '50s '60s vibes that they yeah. pair along with it, where it's kind of outside our time. It's it's an alternate, you know, reality, alternate future, something like that. Uh, it, it's something about it that's super creepy when they're playing that that old music, mm-hmm. you know, on a record, and it's got you know that that static to it and everything. I don't know. It's just it's really a cool world that they built and I'm excited to explore. Honestly, I'm 
I might have to go through and play the games, uh, especially if they're on like Steam or I could download them. Oh yeah, Fallout uh, Four is always like five bucks at this point, oh, and it's very much like Skyrim, but it's post-apocalyptic. And the thing that it's most known for is first off an insanely dedicated talent tree. Um, mm-hmm. and there, there's charisma that goes one way or the other. So if you're a jerk, like you can literally, I always unlock the Jesus, um, perk because I'm like nice to everybody all the time, just a pallet and out in the wasteland. And so eventually I get the Jesus perk, which means I can like convince people easier than it is. But mm-hmm. then, you know, then some of my companions don't like me or they do like me based off what I chose. And so it's, it's really detailed, but then there's also this rad system that I like to level in rad or nat boy. I sound like an idiot, but like, as soon as you're about to shoot, you, you, Pause time. You're like, where do you want to shoot him? Oh, I mm-hmm. want to go in the head. It does more damage in the head, but I'm so accurate. When I shoot him in the head, it blows up. <laughs> it's so great. Nice. Yeah. It's a great game. <laughs> <It's cool. laughs> but in the series, yeah, you're right. It does have very much Bioshock vibes. It looks like they're keeping the humor. And, and that mm-hmm. game is all about like having a little bit of like, uh, are you afraid of nuclear power? Make sure you drink your nuclear power soda. It'll protect you. That kind of thing. Yeah. A little yeah, bit you whimsical. Get that. A little whimsical, yeah. Yeah. And um, they sold these these vaults off as kind of like uh, in case of emergency. And I think maybe in Fallout 4, you start off by going into the vault. But you always emerge from a vault is the beginning of the game. Just like every uh, Elder Scrolls game, you're always in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and it's it's this cool thing where it's like, oh, everything's so nice down here. Everything's kind of polished, but it's wearing down a little bit. You've been in it for too long. And then you see that the world's been falling apart on the outside of it. Yeah. Yeah. And when's that? Uh, do, do we know when that's coming out, or is that just an early teaser? That it's uh, so it's an early teaser for twenty twenty four. I think it's April, if I remember correctly. A lot oh, of these okay. are coming quicker than we thought. Yeah, yeah. I saw a lot of a lot of shows and movies coming out in February. I'm like, that's right around the corner. What are you kidding me? Yeah. I can't wait. Shogun, which we didn't get the trailer. We got the trailer about a month ago. It looks so good, and that's coming out in April as uh, February. Sorry, as well. Yeah. yeah. All right, I got to talk about the boys. Uh, I know mm-hmm. you're not much of a boys fan, but it's super good in my opinion. Right. Why, are you not a fan? Why are you not a fan of I, it? So it seemed from just hearing from you about it, it seemed a little more kind of edgy and yes, I don't know, darker, darker stories than what I was looking for. But from watching this trailer, it feels like it's slightly more edgy, but not too far off uh, from Heroes, which I loved. And I love to see the, the show Heroes uh, yeah. that was on. I don't know. That's Fox a great like shout out, John, that I'd never thought of. Oh, it's yeah. it, it, it had the same kind of vibes, but you know, the better budget. Heroes was an amazing show, but limited budget for sure. Uh so it feels like it's got that same kind of vibes, but the these heroes are in the like traditional comic book hero roles that we would see in comic books, but they are faced with real modern day challenges, like we kind of saw in the show heroes too, yeah. where some of some happen to be like politicians or you know, you might be a superhero, but you're also a parent and, you know, you don't want to risk dying because you have a kid at home or something like that, but you feel guilty not saving people or, you know, regular day to day challenges. So like, yeah, I don't know. I, I know there's some, probably some cringe stuff that I yeah. won't be a big it's fan of. It's literally rated NC-17 sometimes. Yeah. Like the same still, degree uh, as porn. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I might have to give it a shot though. Watch it on your phone at work. I know you like to watch some of your better yeah. stuff there, or your more hardcore stuff, I should say. Better stuff because I'm a single dude. Let's that's family, like, yeah. family. There yeah. we go. Um, yeah. It's super good, though. It's I mean, the story's Homelander as a character, I mean, mm-hmm. it blows you away. It's just a kind of what we're getting from this is like, he's going to be president, but he's like the worst kind of president. Like, it's so right. nuts. Um, and the, the, the crux of the show is that Homelander and um, basically, you know, the Justice League, they're... Uh, funded by what's called Vault, which is like if Pepsi owned the Justice League. Mm-hmm. And in the process, but yada, 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 Homelander killed this one guy's wife. And so this one guy leaves the CIA and all that stuff like that. And he just he forms what's called the Boys. And it's a group of people who have been damaged or hurt by heroes hunting them down. And so mm-hmm. it's the Boys versus, uh, you know, the Vought and the Seven and stuff like that. Such a good battle royale and like real deep stuff i mean it's so yeah. good yeah does it does it also have kind of jessica jones vibes probably a little darker than that but. a little bit of jessica jones especially when you get into like the villain of jessica jones and how yeah. much that impacted her that's very a part of this there's a character, character okay. named starlight that's got a little bit of that going on that was my favorite he, he yeah. was such a cool character in that show i know the David show is about Tenet her too. great actor yeah 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 
but yeah, man, I, I kind of wish that show went on or if there was a spinoff just about him, like learning about his powers or something like that. I don't yeah. Know. It, was, it was creepy, but so cool. I'm hoping. So we have the new, we have the new Daredevil series coming up. That hopefully she'll be a part of somehow. Mm-hmm. He is such a great character. And there's the animated uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes Avengers series where he, it's so cool. Cause it's told by vision's point of view, side story told by vision's point of view. He's going to go into doing a service update. So he's going to have to be out of commission for 30 days. He wakes up from the service update. It's very much like a Borg recharging center. He wakes yeah. up and Iron Man has taken over the world. He has the these baby. iron suits everywhere, just monitoring the streets, straight up taking over the world. Finally, Vision finally gets there. He's to, to Iron Man's, to Tony Stark's like headquarters. And he sees that like Thor's his bodyguard. And what he realizes is the entire time, uh, I can't remember his name, but David Tennant's character has been whispering to him and oh, is convincing him to do things. And it's like, oh my God, what a freaking strong character to do that. It's so good. <laughs> That's crazy. I have such control. Yeah. That's and dope. vision can't be whispered to. Of course he's vision. He's, yeah. he's robotic. So it's perfect. Oh, it's such a good story. <laughs> but the boys, we keep doing this. The boys is super good, Jalen. <laughs> what is it, it on? Is. What are you streaming on? Prime. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got Prime. And, and when you're there, watch Invincible. It's so crazy. It's written by the comic book is written by Robert Kirkman. The show is, in my opinion, a very accurate uh, adaptation of it. And uh, it, too, is like one of those things where you're like, oh, man, I never thought about that with superheroes. It's so cool. Okay. All right. So we have things down. I know. We'll just go for outline. (laughs) Yeah. I never know what to watch when I don't have when I have an hour or two to watch something good. It's like, man, I need to have like a running list. The last thing I'm hyped for, we got a trailer for Jonathan, is Godzilla and Kong New Empire. Now. Now, I know there's Godzilla Minus One, which everybody is crazy hyped for, and I got to watch. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah. it's the Japanese movie. They made it for $15 million, which is like, I think I could have helped fund that thing. And yeah. it, and the CGI looks better than anything that we've seen Marvel make in two years. That's a little disheartening. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, and people are just like, oh my God, guys, this might be the best movie of the year. It's probably the best Godzilla movie ever. So I will see Godzilla Minus One. Matter of fact, that's my recommendation. Go watch it. I will be as well. Mm-hmm. But this one is very much America's Godzilla. And <laughs> I like how, you know what? I mean, I don't go to, I've seen, I mentioned this in the past. I don't go to the fireworks to like get a story. I watch it to watch two giant things fight. And this is like, we're going to add more giant things to this. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's a lot of fun. In the last one where Godzilla and Kong first met, you mm-hmm. know, it's ridiculous as soon as Kong finds out that there's an, an entire civilization of kongs that existed at one point and then he gets a kong axe to fight godzilla with and so he goes there that's stupid i will yeah. admit and then i'm like yeah that's cool though go for it kong you know it's just neat <laughs> so uh now you don't pay attention to these what are your thoughts i, I don't that just doesn't sound good i don't know why uh, i've never the the godzilla movie that came back came out in like the year 2000 i think it was i thought it was pretty good you know okay. i watched that one uh, yeah. cgi wasn't great but you know, the story was all right. In 2000 uh, or like 2015? You're talking about when we no. were kids? Or are you talking about... Okay. Earlier, yeah. It oh, had yeah. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What's his name? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. John, that is... I liked that movie as well, but like you and me are the only two people. I know. <laughs> okay. It was such yeah, a different I'm, take. I liked it though. Yeah, I know the CGI wasn't impressive. It was no. the time. It was what they had. But I thought the story was all right. But yeah. all these other ones, I don't know. And I've heard... I don't I don't know nothing about nothing. I'm going to start with that. But that... Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> that uh originally Godzilla was a was an example was a how was it like a story yeah. uh to explain a, the atrocities of nuclear war in Japan. Yeah, it was a s- symbolism or metaphor. There you go. That's the Godzilla the minus metaphor. one goes mm-hmm. back to that. That's why okay. it's hitting people so hard right now, is because mm-hmm. it returns to the, the form of what Godzilla is. Yeah. And of course, if America's gonna America's gonna take that character at all, they're not gonna do that part of that story, of course. Yeah, yeah. So they're very much doing the um the fireworks. Fast and furious. Yeah. It's yeah. it is like that. It's like Transformers. I think I compare it to Transformers a lot, where it's just like yeah. sometimes you just gotta watch shiny robots punch each other. That's what this is. Yeah, yeah. I mean the visually it looked beautiful. It looks great. And yeah, in this in the trailer, you see them saying, like, oh yeah, Kong can't take him on on his own. We gotta, you know back him up or whatever so it's like okay that's you're gonna see people rally together and use whatever technology we have to try to support king kong while he fights no, that makes too much sense. 
yeah. But uh, I don't know. It. I don't. I definitely won't go see it in theaters. I might stream it when it comes out. It's worth the and, stream for sure. I was definitely. Yeah. It is kind of worth watching in theaters though, John. Honestly, it's worth the IMAX because again, yeah. it's all about the spectacle. Uh, I could tell you what happens in the story right now. I've just based off that trailer. I know exactly what's going to happen. Somebody yeah. for some reason makes him a freaking Infinity Gauntlet. You notice that Godzilla, <laughs> that Kong's walking around with a big old glove. I'm like, who's making a 10 story tall glove for him? I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so now he, he has an axe and a giant like infinity gauntlet glove. It's so yeah. dumb. Oh, my God. But it's fun to watch. Like, like, you know, it's even when they had the Transformers and one of them had a beard, the John Goodman one had a beard. I was like, this is so stupid. But I mean, it's kind of neat. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. uh, check that out, guys. Uh, but also Godzilla minus one. If you wanted to get the other side of that, the more serious version of Godzilla, which I will be watching this week and doing a review for. Nice. I just haven't had a chance yet. John, that's actually it. There's any, there's any particular trailer, anything that really stood out from you all out of all these trailers. I think for me, Furiosa is like my biggest, like, Oh my God, that's beautiful. What yeah. about you? Top, to me, uh, top two are house of dragons and halo. I'm super excited yeah. about those, but Furioso, Furioso is a definitely a, a third and the, the, the movie that I'm most hyped for, I think uh, for sure. The one thing we didn't talk about because it's been out for a minute, the trailer for it, but I'm still very eager for it, is Avatar, the last airbender. Yeah. Uh, when, on Netflix, I, when I was watching all these trailers, I made sure to squeeze that one into watch it again. Of course. Yeah. It looks beautiful. I can't wait for it. I'm super excited. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the first time I cosplay. I'm going to try to cosplay uncle Iroh at some point, I believe. We'll see. Should we do a watch party em- for that? What do you think? I might just embarrass myself. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Let's plan that out. We'll do a watch party. I'll bust out some like uh, the chairs right up. I do that sometimes. Like whenever I watch Jaws in the middle, I always watch Jaws in the middle of the summer and I bring the couch and I put it like right in front of the TV. So it's like a theater experience and I got the sound bar yeah. now and everything. Let's yeah. do that. That sounds like a lot we, of fun. Yeah. You could always do it at my place too. I know, you know, yeah. it's easy to move the furniture around and put it right in front of the TV. Absolutely. Uh, so another thing I want to touch on, if you, if, if you want to do it. dig into it, I don't want to go too long. Uh, Dr. Doom. Yeah, I remember you guys were talking before about casting for Doctor Doom. I remember uh, what was your your recommendation? Killian Murphy from Peaky Blinders is my number yes. one. Yes, great actor. When I was listening to you guys talk about that, I was thinking like, man, there's so many other actors. I wish I was in there, uh, able to suggest them, but I obviously missed that recording. So right away, the first two that came to my head, I just want to pitch a couple, throw a couple across you real quick. The first two that came to my head, Tom Hardy. I loved his Bane. He could I can be imagine. anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. He could be anybody. Um, he's such a great actor. But I imagine his Bane would be like a really cool Doctor Doom, you know, mixing those two characters a little bit. I like him in Peaky Blinders, too, by the way. I want to say that. He yeah. plays this, like, uh, the mobster of, like, the Jewish mob. And yeah. uh, he, like, he's, like, survives four gun bullets and or gunshots and stuff like that, but he's so good. He He's really good at playing just a straight badass when yeah. whatever he's in. He's Absolutely. He's bulletproof all the time. Yeah. Uh, and then I heard this online. I thought this was kind of interesting. I, I wouldn't have thought of it if I didn't hear someone else suggest it. But what do you think about Henry Cavill? Playing a villain. Oh. We've never seen him as a villain. It's like, you know what? In Mission he, Impossible Fallout he did. But oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, very yeah. much right. just like a 007 like character. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. Okay. So then I started doing some research and I was like, you know what? I got to find the notebook, folks. Look at a oh, bust yeah, of that yeah. notebook. Page two. Got to flip over. Uh, okay. So uh, Thomas... Thomas Jane, Have you do you know who that is? He's the guy who played Punisher in the good Punisher movie, the one oh, good one. Oh yeah, boy, it's been a bit since I've seen that. Right, yeah. I think he would do a really good job. But I got four, I got four really good recommendations. So I think he would be pretty awesome. I like him. Uh, yeah, Damian Lewis. Do you remember the movie Dreamcatcher? The oh, the the it's kind of a psychological thriller. Yeah, aliens come Charlie, to the you're planet. busting out some deep ones. It's I'm going it up right now. Yeah, it's it's like. Uh, uh, this whole battle going in his brain. It, yep. Really good movie. Dreamcatcher. That yeah. main actor though. That kind of red hair one. Yeah. He did so good in that. He's in a few other pretty yeah. good movies. Um, but I would love to see him as an MCU villain. And I think he could pull this one off for sure. They had two more Robert Nepper or Nepper. Oh, it's got a K in it. Silent K probably. Uh, <laughs> he was the, in heroes. He was the uh, circus ringleader. That dude is amazing. Right, he's <laughs> awesome. Such a good actor. I love that character yes. he played in that. That's like, man. So that he's kind of prison like Prison Break as well. For you guys who don't yeah. know, Prison Break yeah. is real big from that one. Yeah, yeah. He also gives me some Ian McShane vibes, who's also great. But I don't want to see him as an MCU villain. But 
But Robert Robert Nepper, I think, would be good as Doctor Doom. I think he's got yeah. that kind of sinister, but uh, I don't know, powerful. They have to be powerful character. behind a mask. I think is one important thing. Like they have to exude that, like kind of a Batman thing too. Like you have to yeah. like be able to act through that. You know, I think this yeah. definitely do. It. Well, the mask can come off though, right? Like he, it's, yeah, it does. It does. He's disfigured, it does. but but yeah, when he's okay. like fighting, he's gonna be wearing it, so he needs to be able to be like like Iron Man. Yeah, you know, most of the but like this, he's still you see his eyes. He has to be able to act through it. Yeah, yeah. One other one, I think you're gonna love this this suggestion too, probably. Michael Sheen from Good Omen. He could, I, yeah. I think he could. I think he could nail it <laughs> as Doctor Doom. So he would probably need a whoever this is. They're gonna need some padding or to pack on some muscle mass. They got to be kind of a big, kind of domineering character. Cameron Angles can do a lot of that too. Um, you think Michael but, Sheen over David Tennant? Uh, I think so. Good omens yeah. of the two of them, I would assume Dave Tennant would be the one. The guy who played literally a demon. Yeah, I mean, both would be good. But I like I don't know. I like Michael Sheen. He looks maybe from that role is probably not the best example. But right, right. Uh, what was he? He was on. Like if you watched him in staged, oh. he definitely is, but he's he's from Twilight. I think he's his best villain. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a play. on Tron. He was um, the 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 club oh, the, host like, the or whatever. Dude, like the yeah, the club guy. Oh, that's yeah, a good example. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite favorite characters. I love Tron. I wish we. I wish that developed into being a series or something. They're making Uh-oh. another movie. Another movie for it. Are they really? Oh, oh yeah, God, I can't wait. Okay, and okay. it should be twenty twenty four. John, really? I got bad news for you. Main character is going to be Jared Leto. The worst Joker in history. So they're going to make a number four? Or are we going to skip? Just skip this one and make a series based on the other ones. Oh, oh man. man. Bring Jeff Bridges back. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, uh, Jeff Bridges is underplayed. We, I mean, luckily we learned his name in his podcast. We can say that, but right. he's like unbeatable. That's I know. It's like one actor. of the other guys you just suggested is also an RIPD. He's like, what is this episode where we're referencing <laughs> RIPD? Right. A movie that I've watched, but wasn't on my top 10. Like RIPD was just... It was pretty good, but not amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Great picks, so, Jonathan. I'm, the Michael Sheen one's a stretch, but I'm not yeah. hating it. I'm not hating yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like them all, but probably uh, Thomas Jane, who played Punisher, probably would be the best fit, or uh, Robert cut. Nepper. Yeah. Robert Nepper, I oh, think, would be really good. He, I think it would, would be better. You don't want, you know, Leo DiCaprio. You don't want a super recognizable face. So I think it's good to kind of have somebody who's a little bit, you know, B or C actor kind of off the radar a little while. And, and this can kind of bring him into the spotlight. Uh, so, yeah, that's why that's why I picked those guys. I'm still Killian Murphy all the way, though. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's a great actor. He's, I think, underrated right now, too. Uh, so maybe maybe a star role like this, a big role. I think Oppenheimer really him. pushed him up. I think Oppenheimer I was seen, a big Have one. you watched that? I haven't. I, no, I haven't seen that one yet. No. It's okay. on my list heard, of things. I literally have it at, on my shelf right now. Yeah, I heard it was really good too, but I just still haven't watched that one yet. But it's hard it's because during one. the strikes, um, we didn't want to review any new movies on Challenge Accepted, which yeah. I learned during the strikes. I only watch new movies because of Challenge Accepted now. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't yeah. watch Barbie or anything like that because I was just like, well, I don't have to review it, so why would I bother? But we weren't yeah. doing them on Geek Freaks either. So yeah. Hey, my 2024, uh, whatever that is, New Year's resolution is going to be to go to the movies a lot more. I used to go all the time back in the day, you know, having a baby and yeah. stuff. It's harder, but I'm going to find time probably once a month or so. To you know, you force yourself movie. to do that is our local theater has a monthly pass thing where you pay $10 and you get to see a movie per month and you get 20% off everything. Mm, Subscribe to it. Then idea. you're like stuck into it. That's the yeah, reason the you need to go spent. to the gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Money's already spent. Might as well go there. Yeah. I like it. At least use their toilets. Yeah, <laughs> it's got good air conditioning. Yeah. That popcorn. Um, I'll skip breakfast so I could have some of that popcorn guilt free. That's good stuff. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's like go it. over to some of the comic books I'm suggesting this week, guys, real quick. Batman 140. Um, this has Batman versus Joker. It's actually like part of the mind bomb, so it's in his head, but they promise it's going to be a slug fest between Joker and Batman. So that's going to be really cool. Uh, X Men 29. X Men's just doing really well right now. Uh, this is the one where they're going to be confronting Dr. Doom's version of the X-Men that he's been setting up to kind of replace X-Men as they're falling. Um, so this is what they were selling the franchise on at San Diego Comic-Con. That means that this is going to be a story that's going to be important for the future. So check that out. Daredevil number four. Uh, this is obviously the new era for Matt Murdock. Bullseye is back. This is the first time in this new era. And clearly Bullseye is a staple for Matt Murdock. So go and check that out. And then my fun pick for you guys. 
Batman and Santa Claus Silent Night number one is a four part series going to release each week of December is literally I mean, and it's a reference to an old, old Batman comic book when he worked with Santa Claus. It's literally Batman and Santa trying to solve a crime in Gotham and just it, like a bunch of different DC characters going to be popping in Superman and Wonder Woman just popping in for a little quick one offs. It looks so fun and gritty and fun. Like, it's great. I like it, man. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> uh oh recommendations i actually have a rec i usually don't i'm usually not prepared for any of this stuff so yeah. today is the day and this is the one time in 2023 i come prepared a little bit that was your res uh, that was your resolution last year is gonna, i'm gonna be ready yeah. for one episode's recommendation and you nailed yeah. it john just Man, in time just barely <laughs> uh so if you guys haven't seen it yet on netflix is squid games the um oh, the yeah, yeah. reality tv competition I thought it was going to be super cheesy and stuff like that. I'm loving it. It It's really it, it is a lot like Survivor. We watch Survivor all the time. Oh, okay, the okay. challenges, the social game and stuff like that. I get there's probably a certain level of it that is planned and rehearsed or whatever. We talked uh, about but, it on this podcast during the filming. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it seems at least what we're seeing seems pretty genuine. You get to know a character. You think like, oh, man, they're, they're really highlighting this one. That means they're going to they're going to be the one that wins or something like that. Yeah. No, people are getting axed left and right. It's crazy. Uh, it's they obviously have to play up the fear and suspense that Understand you would it. see yeah. from. Yeah, because in the original show, people are getting shot in the head and the face and, you know, yeah. right next to you. So that's scary. These people are afraid because they're going to get eliminated and there's a chance to win, you know, over four million dollars and, you know, all the good that they can do in their lives. With that price, blah, blah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, four point five, six million. It's like, damn, that's. You know, after taxes, it's probably only two, but nonetheless, <laughs> you can do a lot with two million dollars. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's really good show. The finale comes out this Wednesday, I think. So we're probably okay. probably out now. Uh, but yeah, you should check it out. I liked it. Good time to stream up. And, and yeah, so this is coming out the day before that. Um, mm -hmm. I'll have to check it out. I had been putting it off just because of the filming news for it. But if it's fun, it's fun. And this kind of this time of year is there's not like a lot of new stuff to watch because it's, you know, December. Everybody's. So that's good stuff. And we're yeah. going to be doing, um, that reminds me, just a heads up on how things work for Brian Geek Freaks. We always record our of the year awards early so we can enjoy Christmas. Um, those will be coming out at the end of the year, but continue to vote online, guys. Game of the year. Holy crap. Did somebody stomp it? I, it's such a hard year for game of the year. I won't say what it is. We'll announce it later on, of course. But man, did did one game come in and wreck everybody. So I, it's the one I wanted to. So that's good. And then right now, uh, <laughs> the ones that are being voted for is best superhero movie of the year. I didn't expect it, but again, it, it's coming down to two of them that are really close, but one of them is pulling ahead. And um, so I'm pretty happy with that as well. <laughs> but yeah, so keep it out, guys, especially Threads. Well, the, way, the way we're doing it, Threads and Twitter are the four. And then when we narrow it down to two, we, do it to, we go to uh, TikTok and Instagram. So when we narrow it down to two, we go over there because they just do better with two. So that's, that's it for us, you guys. Again, link in the description to everything we've talked about. Please, please, please fill out the... Uh, Geek Freaks year-end form so that we know what you guys want and make sure that you guys get what you want. We have so many big plans for 2024. We just want to make sure that we're doing it right for you guys. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.